Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Kirk, welcome back to Philadelphia. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, man. Um, great to be joining you guys, too. You gave a lot of descriptives there for, uh, for Mike Seaver all grown up. And, uh, you know, th- there's a lot of other people who would add some other descriptives like idiot, um, <laughs> you know, ext- extreme religious fanatic, homophobe. Uh, well, that's you know, my, that'll uh, be my second. Uh, Christian nationalist. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. have all kinds of descriptors we could throw in there. So when you get that, uh, I mean, if you get a question along those lines other than just throwing from afar, how do you, particularly that last one, uh, Kirk, where you said, Christian nationalists. What what do you say to that? Yeah. Well, let's see. I I uh, I think people need to just take a step back, take a breath, and say, what are you what are you, what are you really saying? I mean, do you love uh, the idea of liberty and freedom and prosperity? To have a podcast like this, to have a radio show, or to be able to have a job where you can provide for your family and have some extra so you could give to your neighbors? Uh, if you want that kind of liberty and prosperity. You don't get that living in a totalitarian country. You get that where you have a nation that's built on a constitutional republic like this. So I love my nation. So that, that's different than worshiping your nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Christianity is the taproot that produced the sweet fruit of liberty. All our founders understood that, even the most irreligious and non-Christian of all of them. So in that sense, I'm a Christian. I love my nation. And uh, that's why I have the chance to write kids' books about love, joy, peace, even if some drag queens and Marxist library directors don't want me there. And that's not a, just a figure of speech. The head of the American Library Association is a self-described Marxist. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And, yeah. and you, know, it's, you know, it's just so, uh, so ironic is, is that it's only in a country – that is built on the kinds of values that I'm trying to highlight in my book, that you can have people who can champion values like diversity and inclusion and equity go to North Korea. There's no diversity, equity, inclusion. And if you're a lesbian, if you are a minority and a woman, uh, you don't have many rights at all. So it's the very values you're trying to shut out of your library are the values that give you the opportunity to say what you're saying. So people need to understand that, and I'm, I'm trying to help adults do that and help kids learn to love their enemies. Uh, uh, Dan, go ahead. You, you know, I, Kirk, I just want to say, keep ignoring it, because I, I, I'm a guy who grew up with you on the TV. I, I loved watching Growing Pains growing up, and now I see you out there fighting for values that I, I, I grew up with. There's so much change going on in the school that, it, you know, we're about to bring kids into the world, me and my wife, and I, I'm scared to send them into the public schools. Yeah. And what you're putting out there, man, these, these kids' books, they, you know, it's great for kids to see because it, it's values that are true to America, man. It, so, so keep ignoring it. Thank you. Thank you. Personal. So, so Kirk, let's talk well, about this book, though, this, this current book, uh, the Brave Book series and where we can get it. Now, uh, this one to me uh, is a little bit different. And we set up the scenario where a kid has to make a decision and the decision is to kind of help the I don't know if we'd say adversary, maybe adversary or the opponent in a contest. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, kids are, are, are watching their parents just come unglued. They're blowing their stack and stripping gears watching Trump and Biden and, and Palestinians and Israelis fight over everything. 
And what are they to infer is the strategy on how you deal with those with whom you disagree or are in competition with? And this is a book that's going to teach kids with a really fun story, beautiful illustrations, how to love your enemies. Real quick story. In Washington, D.C., several years ago, I witnessed an older man and woman explain their gut-wrenching story of how their son was murdered by a gang member. They then introduced a young man who got up to the microphone and said that he was in a gang as a young man and was thrown in prison after committing a crime and was visited by the couple that introduced him. Turns out they're the parents of the kid that he murdered. And they told him that because of their love for God and his forgiveness, they didn't hate him. And when he got out of prison, they adopted him as their son legally Mm -hmm. and loved him. And he explained that loving your enemies changed his life. This is what inspired me to write this book. And um, I think that if we can teach our kids that, they can have the genuine belief that there is an optimistic future for them. Well, without a doubt. Now, uh, I think uh, you know our stance. We love what you're doing. But I I wanted to, I don't know about challenge, but I did see here, and you are open to talking about Israel and the Hamas war. I agree with you on the kids' book. It's a great point, a hard point, but absolutely what kids need to hear. How do you do that, though? We don't want to have between Israel and Hamas this moral equivalency. Yeah. No, there, there can be no moral equivalency, equivalency uh, say that three times fast, between truth and error, between good and evil. Once, once you swap good for evil and evil for good or even equate them, uh, you're in for a disaster. But what I think we can do is we can take a lesson from Jesus who said, um, you know, you've heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. He said, but I say to you, love your enemy and do good to those who hate you. And you'll be like your father in heaven who sends the sun to rise on the good and the evil and sends the rain to water the crops of the righteous and the unrighteous. If we can perfect the art of loving people, even if we vehemently disagree with their ideologies, we can tear down wrong systems, but we can also have compassion and love toward people trapped in those systems. Uh, Where would I be if God torched all of his enemies? I would be a pile of cinders right now. But he extended an olive branch that's called grace, and by faith I grabbed a hold of it, and that changed my heart. It changed that young man in prison's heart, and I think we've got to teach that lesson to our kids at a fundamental ideological level. What age level, uh, Kirk Cameron, would you say this book is geared to with this um, contest uh, between these two kids? Well, not kids. Yeah. Uh, Stuart the Giraffe, for example. Are these yeah. like five to seven-year-olds you're, you're looking for here? Yeah. Yeah, that's right there in the bullseye. You know, I, I'd say five to five to seven, four to eight, mm-hmm. right around there. And um, and what's really cool is that the the company that I'm working with, Brave Books, uh, they have this cool book of the month club where dozens and dozens of books all have the same characters living in the same universe called Freedom Island. And uh, all the stories tie together and teach lessons with a pro-God, pro-America value. And if people go to bravebooks.com, they can get a new book sent to their front door every single month, including getting my book free about loving your enemies. How about the library now? Uh, How's that going, Kirk? I mean, it was huge what you were able to accomplish the last time we talked with you. We have Riley Gaines on. The stuff that went on was remarkable. I'm sure it touched a lot of people. And again, to the theme of today, it was done not in the spirit of confrontation. 
Yeah. So we were crisscrossing the nations and visiting these public libraries. Riley Gaines was a rock star. Um, and, and so were other authors who really stood up for what was right and good and parents supported in droves. Uh, we had an event called See You at the Library, which was attended by thousands of parents in 46 states, over 330 libraries participated. And it was my take on See You at the Pole, where communities mm. would gather at the flagpole of a public school and pray. These parents got together to sing and to pray and to read stories of virtue to children. It was a huge success. The ALA tried to shut it down. And now we're coming out with some surprises later this year that are going to be um, really opening up public schools uh, and book fairs to be ah. fertile ground for some, uh, so, some new beginnings. Great stuff. And I think the best place to go then is bravebooks.com. As you said, yes. uh, you can check out this uh, edition, this new book. But certainly once you get this going... Uh, kids would be thrilled with the book of the month club. Yeah, that's right. And uh, listen, I, I, before we jump off, I'm so thankful for you guys and, and what you're doing. I, I love how our founder, John Adams, said, it does not take a majority to prevail, but rather an irate, tireless minority keen on setting brush fires of freedom in the minds of men. So keep doing what you're doing. Let's set brush fires of freedom and faith and courage and integrity and humility. And uh, we can let the cards fall where they fall from there. Kurt, thank you so much. Anytime, anything that we can come on and further that and further what you're doing, uh, just let us know. We'd love to uh, see you here in Philadelphia at some point, but thank you. And thanks for the great work. All right. Thank you. God bless you guys. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till three. From Talk Radio 1210, WPHD.